Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we are convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. Church, you can have a seat. Our world and our lives have changed. Yet in the midst of all this change, our mission, our vision, and our calling remain the same. Greenville Oaks remains focused on the mission to inspire people to follow Jesus because we're convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. We want to be a church that not only cares for our members, but also cares about our community because this mission and vision is larger than our building. So we're rolling out our new community focus. This is not just a response to the pandemic. But is our long-term initiative for serving our community. It's called For Collin County. So we invite you to join us this March as we truly step out of our church to be a church that is for Collin County. Let's all step out of our comfort zones and into our communities. Let's be a church that truly loves our neighbors, has an impact on our cities, and loves all people for Christ. Let's be a church for Collin County. Well, it's good to see you this morning. And um, time change is always interesting. You know, that's always a good thing. I read something yesterday that said only the government would think that cutting a foot off the top of a blanket and sewing it on the bottom of the blanket would make a longer blanket. I guess that's one way of looking at it, but some of us like a little more light toward the end of the day. That's good. Good for Little League practice anyway. Oh, I was walking up this morning and uh, saw the little circles on the pavement on the sidewalk out front that have the four Collin County um, picture and all that on there. And I thought, boy, that's, that's really good. Then I walked in, and over there, there's the, the black barrel with the uh, relief for Ukraine, Jeremiah's Hope sign on it. And I thought, man, that's, that's, the, right, that's the right thing. So great to be uh, here working inside for a church for so long. It's just so full of good things that it's doing. Good folks. Now, I imagine some of you are just a mess. And some of us know who we're talking about. Usually people laugh and point at that one. Uh, this is a more serious group. All of us are messes in our own little way. God is doing a great work here. It's not God's wasted time here. And it's a real privilege to get to be with you. I want you to remember that Wade and Heather Hodges are coming your way. It's not very long before they will be here. And uh, I know they're excited about uh, learning you and they're going to really enjoy meeting them, learning them, 
you're going to really love it. What I like is that um, the church is not in time out until the new preacher gets here. Y'all are doing some wonderful things. And, and it made me uh, reflect on that a little bit. This whole business of being for Collin County. I want you to know that God is for Collin County. That God loves Collin County. Christ died for Collin County. The Holy Spirit is available for Collin County. The body of Christ is meant to include Collin County. The hope of life eternal with God is meant to be the hope that would fill Collin County. It's great, it's right for this church to have that slogan, that saying this month for Collin County. I'll tell you who's not for Collin County. The evil one's not for Collin County. The evil one is not for Collin County. It's not for the men and women of Collin County. It's not for the children of Collin County. The darkness, the evil, the Satan, the devil does not love Collin County. And everything that makes for dysfunction and death in the world is what the evil one is about. And the great privilege of being the body of Christ in the world and the body of Christ in Collin County is to be able to work light into the darkness, to work salt into a tasteless world, to speak life into that death and to do it with great joy. I hope you feel good about what you're doing. And those of you who've gotten your little packets and your little envelopes and can remember, remember where you put them, um, it's a great opportunity. And so in that regard, I want to spend a little time today going and looking again at the story in Luke chapter 10, the Good Samaritan story. And I want you to know that during this part of March, when we're talking a little bit about the stories that grow out of Fort Collin County, Brother Matt, you can call me Matt Mazza, and I had a little meeting, and he agreed with what he told me that we would have sermons that were a little bit shorter during this part of March because he was going to tell stories about people who were receiving blessing from the church. So we've already heard some of that this morning. So now your job is to hear the sermon that was reduced a little bit. Don't worry, it'll seem long. But let's read this text from Luke chapter 10. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
What's written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your love your neighbor as yourself. You've answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Well, if you've been around church very much, you know this story. And if you haven't been, you need to know this story. Jesus answered the man's question, who is my neighbor, by telling a story. It was made up. It's a parable. It's a made-up story, but it's a, a story that has the ring of truth to it if you traveled the road from Jericho to Jerusalem, that 4,000 feet elevation over 20 miles. Um, it would make sense to you that a man going along had been set upon by robbers, had been beaten, stripped, and left for dead as a robbed man on the side of the road. That would make sense. And you could also imagine that along would come a, a priest or a Levite one of each, and they would come upon that scene and they would look at that man and that bloody mess and perhaps dead, and they would ooch their way around him. They would not stop to do anything for that man. They would not. And then, then the third traveler is a Samaritan. And when people would hear the word that this was a Samaritan, they would think, this is not our kind of person. This person is a dog compared to who we are. But it was the Samaritan who saw and stopped and went close and poured out oil and wine, dressed the wound, put the man on his donkey, took him to the inn, stayed with him through the night, and in the morning, after caring for him through that night, in the morning, paid for the man to stay there until he was able to leave, and then promised the innkeeper, if I owe you more money when I come back down the road, I will pay you. And Jesus asked the teacher of the law, who do you think was neighbor to the man? And the uh, teacher in the law who has more brains than God gave a gopher, says, well, the man, the one who helped him was the neighbor. Jesus says, that's right. That's right. This story fits in this framework of the doing good church that we mentioned last week out of Titus. That is grace saved people, we have been created to do good works in the world. And, and, and to do good works in the world, we have to be people who are full of the love of God. Full of the love of God. The first great commandment, that, that we love God. God loves us and we love God. Everything in our being knows that we are receiving love from God and we are giving love back to God. This is the very circulation that makes our life possible. It's not oxygen and water. 
It is receiving love from God and pouring back love to God. Our worship service this morning had that tangible feeling of receiving love from God and turning love back to God in praise and adoration. And then to be able to say, not only do I receive the love of God and do I pour back the love of God, but I am in love with my neighbor. I'm in love with the people around me in the world. If God can say, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, then God so loved the world that he also gave all of his sons and daughters adopted to the world that the world would not perish. And so as those who are receiving the love of God and pouring back the love of God, we are called to love those around us. And the evil one says, don't love God. And the evil one says, don't love your neighbor. Have you heard all of the ways these days that we are being asked not to love our neighbor? All of the different filters you can put up to help you understand the people that are not up to your standard. The people who are the wrong color, the people who are the wrong language, the people who are the wrong economic level, the people who are the wrong political party, the people who are the wrong religion, the people who come from the wrong part of the world. So that, so that if you are getting it all right, you are probably really in love with a neighbor who lives just outside of Midland on the way to Monahans. There's one person in the world that will get through all of the filters. And then when you go meet that person, you're not going to like them. We live in a world that says, do not love your neighbor. Judge your neighbor. Evaluate your neighbor. Fear your neighbor. Starve your neighbor. Attack your neighbor. Your neighbor is your enemy. Your neighbor wants to make you the victim of close neighborliness. And over against that, over against that, we are saying, love God. And if you really love God, then you're going to love your neighbor. Somebody says, but I don't like what they do. Neither does God. This is not about loving what they do. This is about loving them. Through, loving them through that, that, that facade of evil, that, that mist of whatever they claim to be in the world, and loving them right to the core of their existence. 
got some more to say about this next week, so come back. So who got better? Who got better in that story? The people who thought they loved God but didn't love their neighbor, they went by on the other side. They were unchanged, unfortunately, by that encounter. Proud and arrogant about the way they loved God and and judging the ones around them remaining ceremonially pure and spiritually bankrupt. Who got better? Well, the the guy who was attacked and on the side of the road, he got better. The two people in the stories that Matt told today, they're getting better. They're getting better. Who got better? Well, in the story, the Samaritan gets better. The Samaritan gets better. The Samaritan moved by love and the need of another moves close and and pours out his resources and and shares his ride and and spends the night and and hears the moaning and the groaning and the aching and the the stories and he finds out where this guy is from. Just outside of Beersheba where sometimes he goes and gets water from Abraham's well. He, he learns the story of this man's life. Samaritan gets better. Even the innkeeper gets better. Don't you know it? Sometimes an innkeeper, a witness to the love of God, a witness to the love of God, That's one of the things we want to do in Collin County. We want to let other people be witnesses to the love of God and let ourselves be changed by the good we're able to do. Let the people who receive the gifts be changed by what they receive and let those who witness it stand in slack-jawed wonder at what God does in the lives of That's what we are. It's what we're up to. It's what we do. People willing to receive the love of God and return it. People willing to love those God loves and care for them and be transformed by the caring. Hope God blesses you as you find your things to do with your money. And I hope if it takes a little more money than the money you were given, you come up with a little more. And that God blesses you in all of that. Christ, we do all adore Thee, and we do praise Thee forever. Christ, we do all adore Thee, and we do praise Thee forever. For on the holy cross hast thou the world from sin redeemed.
and we do praise thee forever. Go with God. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Connect with us on Instagram. You can find and follow us there at Greenville Oaks. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org.